There are, in this world and others, infinite stories to be told. An expansive stretch of ocean. What sort of direction are we thinking? Listen as they unfold around us. I would advise if you lay your weapon down. Tenderly smoky black glittering smoke. Pulling us in, making us part of a greater universe. He's not a stranger, he just told me his name. He cannot escape. Help me now, Captain. These worlds existed long before we came along. Can you hang in there just a little bit longer? Don't worry not, friend. I think we're here to help you. These stories are but parts of a play laid before but you. That looks uncomfortable. And, and we, we are, are the players. Welcome to Role Play Inc. The Meridian Sea, an expansive stretch of ocean that separates the two continents of Sarlona and Damara. Dotted with a diverse array of islands, this vast expanse of water is as full of activity and wonder as any civilization on land. A watery kingdom where traders and sailors rule the waves and sprawling port cities teeming with rare commodities flourish. Such prosperity, however, also attracts those of a certain moral flexibility who may see the flow of such riches as an opportunity to enrich themselves. Pirates, privateers, however they care to style themselves, make their livings pillaging across the sea, their captains becoming some of the most feared individuals across the islands. Not all have made a name for themselves as visages of wealth and power, but only time will tell how their stories will play out. Both legend and loreless alike drift to sleep to the endless crashing of waves, the swaying of their ships, and their dreams of glory. One such dreamer's rest is disturbed as a ray of morning sunlight pierces the window of an inn. Epony, Taylor, describe yourself. Epony is a, uh, a relatively soft-spoken elvish woman. She has a mess of very large curly red hair, similar to myself, with piercing blue eyes and her elvish ears poke out of her curls ever so slightly. Waking up in the morning, of course, she has her bandana tied around her head, but she has not put on her very ornate tricorn hat just yet. She rolls herself out of bed in almost like a, a silky kind of nightdress before she turns to a, a bigger... Um, like coat rack in the corner and starts to pull off a billowing flowy shirt that she puts a pair of breeches over and belts them with this ornate golden belt. A ridiculously fancy looking velvet coat that uh, comes down to basically the backs of her knees and uh, it's this gorgeous maroon velvet color that matches her hat with a big peacock feather coming out the top. Of course she's got her folded over leather boots and she rubs her eyes, probably slightly hungover, and is ready to begin her day. Oh, definitely slightly hungover. Uh, you and a fellow sailor got it up to a bit of trouble last night, uh, as, <laughs> as per usual. And in fact, that fellow sailor is just lightly snoring in the bed uh, next to yours within this inn. Uh, Io, as as you are still sleeping, what does Epony see? Epony sees a 
sapphire emerald dragonborn with vibrant gold eyes. Can't see them yet. They are still sleeping. Standing in around, uh, I think a slight 6'4". Probably a good, I want to say 260 pounds. They're big. They're real big. Very hefty. They also are wearing a black long coat, sleeveless, uh, as well as a silver tunic underneath, also sleeveless. You got to show off the guns when you have them. And on both <laughs> arms, you see that it's a full sleeve tattoo, but those tattoos look like they're stenciled in as, you know, I have scales instead of skin. So they sort of glint in the sunlight a little bit. So you don't know if it's black ink or some other type of ink that they're wearing. And they also carry around at all times a necklace with a gold coin hanging off of them. But right now, Io is sound, sound asleep. After a night of, I would say, fun instead of trouble, uh, Io likes to sleep in. Excellent. As Io is still sleeping, is there anything Ebony would like to do? I don't want to wake Io just yet. It depends on what time it is. Um, am I able to- there's a window in here. I'm able to see some kind of daylight. Oh yes, there, there's a window. I will peek out the window, see if there's any goings on directly outside. Excellent. Uh, roll me a perception check. Oh, first roll of the game, y'all! First roll! Here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> please be- please be not bad. <laughs> Natural this is gonna, one. Yeah, this is going to set the tone for everything. <laughs> it's a 14. Okay. You're still a little bit in that hangover fog, but you are a trained sea captain, or at least a, a captain when you do have a ship. And <laughs> you open up this window, you're met with just the smell of salty sea air, just kind of heavy in the morning. There's just a light bit of marine layer uh, but you can already see the sun is starting to burn away a lot of that cloud cover. You are in the city island of Echo Bay. Echo Bay is a usually a stop along the trade routes. It's at the western end of the Meridian Sea, uh, just south of Lucre, where you, in fact, are from as a resident, or original resident of Westport. So you're relatively familiar with this climate, with the area in general. It feels kind of like, you know, when you go on a vacation and you're just like a little bit away from home. It's that sort of feeling. Not too exotic, but an adventure. Something different, at least. Now, the ship that did bring you and Io to port was a merchant ship just on a regular trade route, uh, as Echo Bay is known as a place that one can find uh, new modes of transport, whether through legitimate means or otherwise. That is wonderful to know. Uh, especially for you, you would know that it is in relatively close proximity, at least closer proximity than all the other cities, to Braddock Terra the Pirate Isle, an island that doesn't appear on any maps and whose location is kept a guarded secret by the pirate elite. Unfortunately, though there is the goal there, you haven't quite brought up a reputation enough to elicit such directions, but you've at least heard. You've heard the stories. And in fact, you are potentially looking for a way there or perhaps looking to make a name for yourself 
at this very small port city. Now, the inn that you're at is the Rusty Anchor Inn. And the Rusty Anchor Inn is uh, the ending point of your night of debauchery and is located relatively close to uh, the marketplace and a little bit inland from the docks. Uh, outside, you see it, it's still early in the morning. Like, it's not early. <laughs> like, the traders and the people who have regular jobs are up and moving and doing work. But the hustle and bustle of the city hasn't quite fully kicked in. Uh, you do see a large ship coming into port. So you see all of the dock workers bringing goods off of the ship, restocking some of their supplies. Uh, and in fact, the port itself is very full of a number of ships of varying sizes, as well as a number of ships that are located offshore. Well, I would love to, um, at this point, seeing what's outside, knowing that I'm probably awake for the day at this point, and knowing that I need to probably get some hair of the dog in me in order to actually start my day, I would like to uh, head into the, the tavern section of this. Excellent. So as you exit the door, how, how careful are you being of, like, not waking up Io? Like, scale of one to ten, like a solid five. Okay. <laughs> There's some intention. There's not, like, a... <laughs> <laughs> Roll me a stealth with disadvantage. Oh, no. Otherwise, it was just going to be a straight, like, yep, nope. <laughs> At disadvantage, it's a twelve. Uh, Io, what is your passive perception? I believe it's a straight ten. Just with a loud snore, uh, Io manages to drown out the, the creaking of the floorboards. <laughs> you make your way into the hallway and down the flight of stairs to the main tavern. There are people currently in here. Uh, now it is, you know, the morning, so it's not a, a rowdy sort of time, but you do see a number of individuals. First, you notice a rather large figure. Mario, what does she see as she notices Sine? As Epony starts walking down the stairs, you can very clearly see, sticking out like a sore thumb, he's a rather sizable fellow, standing at a flat seven feet tall, fit, kind of slender build. He works out, but he's got this big poncho on so you can't see it. You can see this fearbulg, kind of huge hands trying to eat what looks like a comically small piece of bread um, and he's sitting at one of the tables with his knees hitting the top of the table itself. He's dressed in dark grays, kind of light browns, things that would camouflage in a rainforest situation and so he's wearing this dark long poncho with like reed wrapped arm and leg guards um, uh, around his boots. He's also got a partial hood on and what looks like a woven rice paddy hat kind of hanging from his back. Currently just having breakfast, trying to not to call too much attention to himself and failing at that terribly. <laughs> he is rather large. Uh, and also with this furbolg, there, there seems to be just like a moving blue light. Uh, Thomas, what does she see as Vatin flits around Sine? So as she brings her focus in to see Vatin, it becomes clear that it's not so much light, it's the way light is reflecting through water. This creature is a creature 
that could be completely see-through at times, other times more, more, uh, what's the word? Uh, anyway, they look like a child's drawing of a humanoid person, not quite as distinct as, as one would expect, but their, their entire form is shaped out of water itself. In fact, their wings seem to be misting water behind them as they, as they flit around. They're, uh, rather animated at the moment, trying to get the attention of their travel partner, Sune. Varden, I told you that you need to be a little bit more careful. I'd appreciate it if you stop moving as much. You're going to call attention to us. But Sude, we've been here forever. What are we doing here? We're just waiting for the honest lady to bring we our breakfast. A plan. We do. We eat, we hide again. And we wait for a ship to take us away. As long as we're moving, I don't like sitting still for this long. Neither do I. You know this. With how many times have we already skipped? <sighs> yes, but we didn't have to stay as long as we have in this one. Well, we wouldn't have to stay as long as we had if you hadn't lost our provisions. Now we have to buy more. Yes, it's all my fault. It's always my fault. I make one little mistake. Now, don't take Who it Who are we looking for? Who is this person? No one in particular, just anyone that knows. Please, keep your voice down. Vatin settles into a chair nearby Sune and uh, kind of puddles down a little bit. The, the wings kind of morph into the body some, and it's just a, a small standing humanoid figure at this point, but still completely see-through. And opaque was the word I was looking for before. <laughs> Sune will offer you a couple of crumbs of bread. Are you hungry? Would you like to eat some? I'm okay. I can't eat right now. Maybe when we get on the road. All right. Well, hang tight. From from where? <laughs> Do we need to go up to the roof and hang from there? Or should, should I just hang here from the chair, maybe? Maybe the table. It doesn't seem quite high enough. It's a human expression. I wouldn't pay close attention to it. But you're not human. I know, I know. I'm just repeating things that I've heard. Very well. Do I hear any of this as I'm walking through the tavern? <laughs> Uh, are you actively trying to listen? I am not. I'm keeping my wits about me. I'm not trying to like listen to the context of the conversation, but if there's no one else around, then I'm, I'm probably getting bits and pieces. Cool. Um, roll me another perception. Okay. Perception is a 14 again. Consistency. <laughs> You're able to get a good amount of the gist, partly because Vatten's not the quietest. Sune's probably keeping his voice down a little bit more. He's a little harder to quite understand from the distance, but Vatten's got some volume control issues sometimes, like a child. And you definitely get a few bits and pieces out of this conversation, uh, particularly in that they seem to want to leave. There seems to be an urgency um, and a search for some method of getting off of this island. Okay. So I will approach the bar, but as I pass the table, quite animated this morning, aren't we? But I've drawn nothing today. One of those. All right. Well, I, I sit down at the bar. I need a round for myself, my roommate upstairs, and please, strong, very strong. It's early. <laughs> Uh, a small halfling woman on a stool is currently behind the bar. Oh, oh yes, yes, I'll, I'll get that right for you. Breakfast as well, please. Oh, right, right, come, come right up. And she hops off of the stool and kind of totters her way uh, into the back. And you hear just the sounds of pans being moved. 
and then another stool being dragged, just this like sound across the wooden floor uh, as she seems to have a number of these stools across her kitchen. And there's a moment that you wonder, like, it's your kitchen. Why is it human sized? (laughs) So is there anyone else working at this point? Um, At this point, there is another uh, halfling uh, male, and he is mostly just tidying up. Uh, You do notice that he is tidying up a particular table a little bit more than others. And there's a flash of memory from last night that you definitely were at that table. Whoops. While he's relatively distracted, is there a place that they are taking gold for payment? Uh, Primarily at the bar. Uh... Though they will do table service as well, especially because it's so light at the moment. Okay. Um, if I know where they are keeping the gold behind the bar, I will take like three, just enough to potentially pay for breakfast, and uh, try to just snag it and tuck it into my little coin purse. Okay, this is going to be a two-part. First investigation. Okay. And for Vatten and Sune... Depending on her investigation, we'll be rolling some perception. It's an 18 on investigation. 18. Okay, they're not particularly subtle with where they're keeping their money, <laughs> uh, especially someone who is, you know, looked for money before through dubious means. It doesn't take you very long to notice it. So now what I need from you is a sleight of hand. Yep. Uh, we'll see versus Gilmore. And then, all right. 17. 17. All right. Uh, Vatten, what'd you get? Eight. Eight! Sune, what'd you get? That'd be an 18 for me. Excellent. So, you're paying very close attention to this small halfling man doing his cleaning rounds. Uh, he looks over at you. You make eye contact. You just friendly wave. Uh, very unassuming. And as soon as his eye is turned, without even breaking the eye contact, just reach down, pluck a couple coins... Uh, roll a d6 for me. Okay. That's a six. You managed to grab six coins. <laughs> um, however, as you then kind of turn your head to the rest of the inn, uh, you definitely notice the Furbolg is eyeing you. You see me as I, uh, like, I'm looking your direction, and as soon as our eyes cross, Suna just turns back <laughs> and acts like, tries to act natural, his hood just still partially covering his face. Ebony does one of those, she just sits, puts her hand under her chin at the bar and stares at Sune <laughs> and just waits for him to look back up. <laughs> not, not a moment too soon, Sune starts to look awkwardly up and then immediately (laughs) retreats again after meeting your gaze. She does one of those really slow winks and just holds a finger up to her lips to say like don't tell. The quick just kind of double take Uh, he just doesn't know if you're talking to him or uh, he doesn't understand human interaction so (laughs) he's just like gonna sit and look at his plate and continue to slowly peck at this piece of bread. Oh. I will just wait then and wait for my breakfast and whatever happens at this point happens. I don't think I even brought my weapons downstairs with me. They're all <laughs> um, a couple minutes pass and the small halfling woman does return. Uh, she comes around the corner and reaches up with the food. I will grab them from her. Because it's just easier for her at this point before she 
toddles back behind the bar, steps back up on top of her little stool. Uh, are we starting a tab today, or...? Um, I believe, you know what, let's just leave it at this for now. I think we might be heading out soon. Alright, uh, so the, the two drinks and the two platters of food, that'll take you to two gold. Oh, no worries, sure. She reaches into her coin purse, pulls out two of the gold, and slides them across the bar. She reaches in and pulls out a third. You've been very hospitable, thank you so much. Oh, this is mighty generous. So she kind of scurries off, uh, continues to help out the other halfling, helping him get set. You see them taking down some of these chairs and stools, making sure that they are ready when everybody begins to come in for the day. Is there another seat with Sune and Vaughn? Yes. They're at one of the tables that has two benches. Um, so there is basically a full empty bench in front of them. All right. I'm going to plot myself down on one of the benches and then very quickly send a message up to Io. All right. Uh, Io, just that bit of dreaming where you're aware that you're still dreaming, but you're holding on to sleep mm-hmm. for dear life, yeah. especially after a night of drinking. Just like, nope, mm-mm, nope, nope. Uh, and as you are fighting to stay within this dream, a familiar voice pops into your head. Good morning, sunshine. I have your breakfast and a drink downstairs. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. I can I can get up. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. Right now. Okay, now. And <laughs> Io will <laughs> get up. Finally. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's, oh, that's not that bad. As they look out the window and <laughs> it's not quite afternoonish yet. Uh, that's it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not that early. It's not that bad. It's great. And I uh, I will walk down the stairs to uh, my breakfast. Excellent. As soon as Epony sits down, I flit up to Sune's ear as if to whisper. But I don't whisper at all because I have no concept of what whispering would actually be like. <laughs> is, is, is this the one, Sune? Is this who we've been waiting for? Sune is just kind of like totally startled at Epony sitting down. She's at our table. Shh, Vatten, Vatten, hide behind me. Instantly, he's like underneath his tailcoats. <clears throat> oh, good morning. I um, don't believe we know each other. Are you both quite all right? Yes, very all right. There's nothing to worry about. Uh, all right, down uh, have here. A good morning. <laughs> well, good morning to the two of you as well. You know, you could come out from there. You don't need to hide behind him. I only listen to Sune, <laughs> and he has told me to hide. So this is where I am. Well, that's no way to live, listening to everything that somebody else tells you to do. He questioningly looks like around the corner of the, the chair up at her. A little bit of independence won't won't kill you, you know. I, I, I don't think I'm ready for that at all. No, no, not at all. <laughs> it's okay, Martin. You'll figure it out at some point. I'm sure that you get her. It's nice to make both of your acquaintance. My name is uh, Epony. Good to meet you, Epony. Can we help you? No, just company. Of course, company. We know how to have company, right, Vatten? We've had it plenty times before. Certainly we do. We do. We do indeed. This is um probably one of the most awkward encounters I've ever had, but I'm I'm actually enjoying it. It was quite a long night, and she takes a sip of some kind of very obscure-looking drink. <laughs> it's an ale. The 
Quality and type of it might be a mystery, but it is an ale. There was there is yeast and water and hops. <laughs> in and they're they're combined in a way that makes alcohol. Yeah, she takes a sip and just cringes a little bit, puts it back down on the table, <laughs> scrunches her nose up. Does Sune have a tail? Um, no, he does not have a tail. <laughs> you feel the calf of your leg getting extremely wet and warm. Vatin, remember what we said about you being made of water and getting really close to my clothes? I, I didn't know what else to do. Do I just stay down here? Yes, well, as long as you don't soak into my clothes, that would be very appreciated. Very well, and you, f- you hear a slight splash as he plops himself to the ground in defeat. No, no. No need to mope around. Come up. He'll tap on the table. I'm sure a new friend is quite all right. If you're sure, even though this isn't the one we're waiting for. Again, we're not really waiting on anyone specific. It's oh. just, we'll forget about it. We'll talk about it later. You're waiting for someone? Um, oh, no. Nothing that you need to worry yourself about, <laughs> a friend. We're just passing by. Well, this is a trade port. I might be familiar with who you're looking for. I travel quite a bit. Oh, really? Uh, then do you have a ship, perhaps? At this point, I think Io comes down and goes, <laughs> not anymore, and just starts digging in some breakfast. Thank you. Sune will just, <laughs> yeah. I remember look just as startled. There's another person <laughs> Thank now. Thank you for this subtle reminder. This is getting out of hand. Now they are toward them. <laughs> I just keep eating while I ignore them. Well... You lost your ship? Have you misplaced it? If you consider being misplaced under the water being misplaced, then sure. I I can go under the water just fine if you need me to find it for you. I mean, I know plenty well where it is. The problem is getting it out. Mm, That is an issue, yes. I'm not terribly strong. Well, the the sentiment is appreciated. Ayo, how's your breakfast? It's in front of me, so I'm not going to complain. Thank you. Thank you for this. And as Io takes a sip of uh, the drink, I won't thank you for that, but uh, we'll thank you for the breakfast. Uh, oh, and then Io then notices there are people here. Oh, uh. Vatan has slowly made his way around to your side of the table. And if there's an open patch of your, your scales anywhere sitting there, he is making faces into your scales and seeing the way that they reflect. Ah, oh. What? What is that? Do I kick it? Button, leave the poor dragonbone alone. I'm not touching her. I'm not making her wet. My apologies for my friend. Um, come over here, Button. Remember, shoulder. He makes one last face and then zips around to the other side of the table. Uh, right. Um, again, who are these people? Well, Do you introduce yourself, Button. Yeah, they're new friends. I'm Button, and this is my friend Sune. He's got a lot of fur that he doesn't like when I get it wet. <laughs> ah. Intends not to be ideal in a survival situation to be, well, wet. You're almost as big as Sune. Oh, uh, thank you? I, however, do enjoy making people wet. <laughs> I owe some car. I put my hand down <laughs> to Sune, I guess, or Vatan. It's, <laughs> it's just out there. It's just there. Vatan stares at it like wondering what the hell you're doing. <laughs> 
Sune will quickly kind of look at it, then realize what you're doing, and he'll reach out and kind of hold your hand, and it's this, it's a pretty soft hold, um, <laughs> kind of awkward, just being very oh, polite. Oh no, it's the limp fish kind of handshake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> limp handshake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Always a pleasure. He like, doesn't shake it, he just grabs your hand. Oh, oh, <laughs> right, um... Can I have that back now? Oh, of, of course. Yes, my apologies. I just lean over to Ebony. What What are you doing? What? Why Why are we here? Well, I wanted a drink and I wanted breakfast. And then I found these two and I thought it was adorable. So I sat down. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 She didn't even ask. She just kind of sat. Well, since we're here, where are you two heading off to? Oh, uh, north, hopefully. If we can find passage, but really wherever. I mean, considering where we are, I think passage is the least of our problems. So if you'd like to stick with us for the morning, hopefully we can uh, acquire something sometime soon. Do you have a means of getting passage? I've been having a hard time securing it, given that I only have about ten copper pieces and two silver left. Oh, I don't think you'll be needing any of that. Really? Oh. Most ship persons were telling me that it's costly. Oh, sure. For some people it is. I see. Most of them don't seem to like me. When you're experienced in things like this, like I am, it's called the five-finger discount. Captain's very experienced in it. five-finger discount? I have five fingers. How can I get that discount? Vatan holds a a stub up in front of (laughs) his hand and five fingers kind of sprout out, out in awkward angles. And he's, like, looking at them closely, like, how does this help? Well, my two new friends, stick with me, and I will show you how it works, and we will also get you passage north. So maybe I was who you were looking for this whole time. Vatan rushes under the table and secures himself to Ebony's leg. Oh! Oh. Sticking sticking to her leg. Oh, I understand now. Yes, I am completely understanding of why... mm, it's a little cold. I can make it warmer. Oh. Sometimes it just makes it worse. Yeah. That, that looks Mm-mm. uncomfortable. It feels like someone peed on my leg. <laughs> you get used to it after a while. <laughs> I, I, I don't have to do that, by the way, so you don't have to worry. Yeah, if you want to just, like, flip close to me, um, I appreciate the trust and the closeness. However... It's a little early. Why does no one say what they mean? Do you want me to say what I mean to you, Vatan? You said stick with you. I'm sticking with you. Okay, here's what I'm going to say to you then. Don't take everything so literally. It feels very weird to have a wet lump on your leg. Okay. It's okay, Vatan. Common misunderstanding. Humans communicate in very strange ways. I noticed, indeed. Yes, you're both very, um, literal. Where are you both from? Not here. Sune is also a little caught off guard by the question. From the next town over. From the mm-hmm. next town over, that sounds, um, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you definitely, knowing the area, know that this is the only town on this tiny little island. The island is basically just a small cove with some cliffs in the back. So, if you're from the next town over, how did you secure passage here? I, am. Uh, Walked. Right, you walked. I did not walk. <laughs> well, of course not, Vatan, you fly. So you walked from 
another island. Got it. And flu. Well, not from another island, of course. (laughs) That would be ridiculous. That would, in fact, be incredibly ridiculous. You know, Sune, if you're going to be traveling with us, I suggest uh, we open up and be a little bit more honest with each other. Hmm? Sune will, like, just pause for a brief second and, um, well, if we are being honest, I think you should return the gold that you took from over the bar. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you said that we should be honest with each other. I'm just speaking plainly. Well, technically, I did return it. It paid for breakfast. Hmm, that hardly seems fair. Well, nothing that comes easy is ever fair. Well, that... I'm confused. That seemed to be very easy for you. Takes a lot of practice. I see. Like I said. And he just kind of stays quiet, awkwardly sitting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As much as I love this, I need some more of this disgusting ale. So I will be right back. Captain, why don't you come with me? Sure. If you... Yes. All right. Yes. More. More. It's called breakfast beer. That's what this is. Breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) As we get to the bar, what, what, what are you doing? And why would you invite them along? Clearly they're weird and clearly they're liars. And I'm more offended by the weird part. But aren't they adorable? Oh, adorable wasn't my first choice. I don't know, just something about them. I feel like I want to help. Okay. All right. Help or take advantage of, I just need to know where the job is right now so we're on the same page you really want to help them well oh, well, maybe we should talk to them about their skills because we need a ship they need a ship if they have any capability at all there's potential there for them to help us acquire said ship and then we just very quickly drop them wherever they need to go and then we go on our way okay okay let's take a look back shall we from the bar one of them is wet And the other one's a very tall, very quiet liar. You really think they have any skills that can help us? You know, they do say that the quiet ones are usually very unsuspecting. Okay, okay. You know what? This should be fun. At this point, Vatin has taken the liquid from your stein and is currently making animal shapes out of it above the stein. He's like doing some some water stuff and just shaping this stuff into different animals and animating it as it as it uh, like a, a pony, you know, because if your name is struck into his head and he's making it gallop along just above your, your stein. <laughs> she like turns to look back at the <laughs> at the stein. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, oh, mm-hmm. I, oh, I see your point. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Conversation needs to be had. They were nice company for breakfast, though. Yes, very entertaining. Very. Um, let's just make sure that their entertaining doesn't turn into uh, a barrier, shall we say? I mean, it's, it's only fun for so long as we continue sh- staring at the animal shapes. It's fair enough. Mm-hmm. As you were all having this discussion, uh, the morning crowd has started to filter in. A lot of the sailors who have arrived on uh, ships are seeing land for the first time in at least a couple weeks. Um, So, of course, the first place they go is the bar. And there are a number of uh, sailors from different ships that are making their way into the various bars across Echo Bay. uh, And a number of them enter into the Rusty Anchor. Uh, You see a collection of humans, half-elves, additional just various races, some dwarfs, some tieflings. 
all just kind of flitting in. Some of them in groups, some of them individual. Epony, can you make me another perception check oh, as you're having this conversation? No. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh, 21. As, uh, more people come in. Uh, Sune will immediately push his hood further down, trying to stay uh, uh, and sleep into his seat so he's a little shorter. And he's trying to push Vatten into the wall side so he's less visible. As you do, the, the stein empties uh, to the edge of it, not quite inside. Half, maybe half the liquid goes back inside and half just empties on the table as he gets distracted. Oh, just watch my beer spill. <laughs> it mostly makes its way back into the stein. <laughs> and perception was a 21. Not even having to move your head, out of the corner of your eye you see a familiar face. Uh, could you describe to us Astrid? <gasps> oh my gosh! Okay, so Astrid is, um, Astrid's adorable. Astrid is a halfling. So almost hard to pick out of the crowd because it's a whole lot of people that are traveling in. But similar to Epony's clothing, Astrid wears a long, flowy velvet coat also, um, except Astrid's is like a really gorgeous emerald green, but also has the peacock feather sticking out of a hat that matches pretty well. Little tiny black booties because anything higher would be just way too tall on her body. And she's got one of those silk flowy tunics under the jacket, and I would assume potentially notices Epony from across the room. Nope. <laughs> oh! Oh, good. She's in the mass of all of these different sailors coming in. Uh, she's traveling with a, uh, a human male. They seem to be locked in conversation, and she doesn't seem to notice you as she comes in. Oh, but she's sitting with someone. Mm-hmm. I will walk up behind her and put both my hands over her eyes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as soon as like you blind her in the middle of a strange bar, there is a momentary kind of panic instinct uh, <laughs> as she reaches down, grabs a small dagger, and whirls towards you. There's a moment that it, it comes right for your chest until she her eyes adjust. It's like, oh, Ebony, why why would you do that? Yeah, Ebony has her head kind of reared back, but she she knows that how this has gone before, so she's just kind of looking down over the bridge of her nose. <laughs> Fancy seeing you here! What are you doing here? Oh, I, I came in on the Annabelle Lee. Did you? And yeah. where are you coming from? Oh, we were just sailing in from Colwell. Oh. Well, interesting enough. Who exactly are you traveling with? Oh, well, uh, Epony, this is Barnaby. Uh, Barnaby is the shipwright on uh, on the Annabelle Lee. Uh, he's he's a little like what I was for you, but it's not not quite as good. But uh, Barnaby does a lot of work uh, helping out uh, the captain. Right now, he's kind of overseeing. Why am uh, Barnaby? Why why am I talking for you? And this human man kind of is watching her almost bewildered. I, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I take it she's always been like this. She's something, isn't she? I, quite something. Uh, Barnaby Jones. It's very nice to meet you. You can call me Ebony Brink. Pleasure. I think I remember her talking about you. I would hope so. <laughs> she, she mentioned some of your adventures. Only in good context, I hope. 
Oh, of course, only, only the best. Oh, okay, awesome. Well, Barnaby, you're traveling to where from here? Oh, from here we're headed over to the Valendia. To the Valendia? Well, are you going to be anywhere near... You know, I'm not sure. If I don't know where it is, I'm not sure if you'll know where it is, but Braddock Terra? Oh, heavens no! Ah, uh, Braddock Terra's not anywhere that a merchant ship would like to be. Ah, uh, no, we're, we're headed trade routes. Trade Hopefully routes. we don't find any of them. Well, are you traveling north by any chance? Yes. Uh, you would know that Valendia is a bit northeast. So you have Echo Bay. Right north of Echo Bay is Lucre. Uh, and then if you kind of go a northeast diagonal, you hit uh, Valendia, which is the first big island on the western part of the Meridian Sea. So Valendia has three major ports. You have Vasari, which is one of the larger ports. You have Dirkwall, which is much smaller. And you have the Bay of Pearls, which has a lot of commerce and trade, but the town itself is smaller than Vasari itself. Then if you go inland from Vasari, you also have Seraph. Seraph is a bit more tropically, more volcanic activity. So the closest port would be Vasari. All right, Sune, Vatin, Ebony motions for them to come over. Sune's be like, me? Gesturing with his finger, just back and forth. <laughs> me? She nods. <laughs> She's a very slow, like, yes, you. <laughs> very awkwardly, almost stumbling over himself, tripping over the table. Um, Sune rises to his full height of seven feet and just kind of stretches out, then immediately hunches over, feeling aware of himself in such a crowded space, and is going to slowly walk over with awkward short steps. My word, you are tall. Wow, I haven't seen you stand up just yet. All right, this is uh, my friend Astrid and her, uh, her shipwright Barnaby here. They will be traveling north if you want to have a word with them about potentially getting passage. Are they lovers? No. Hmm. <laughs> he looks very excited. You just see like almost a beat of like nervous, like what, what? As Barnaby is looking straight up at the <laughs> very large fur rogue. And I'm kind of ho hovering over the shoulder of Sune. Is the water talking? Yes. Okay, I, I been out at sea for a while. Wasn't sure if that was still, you know, the dehydration. All right. Uh, you two are looking for passage. Sune just kind of nods. Sune, is this who we're looking for? No, Vatin. Now, the, the, the Annabelle Lee is a merchant ship, but not necessarily a passenger ship. However, we did lose a number of our crew, not not in a any sort of negative way. They just have moved on. From the ship, not not from this plane of existence, but... Sunu will put his hand on his shoulder and like, I understand that losing people is very painful. If you need to speak about it, I could help you. Uh, no, 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 uh, not that kind of loss. They, they went home. They went home mm -hmm. to their families. They're currently not working for me. I'm still here if you need to talk. And I don't want to go home at all. Excellent. Uh, that's that's what we want in a sailor. Do you have any skills that could be useful on a ship? Vatin forms a little pirate hat on his head and lands on Sunei's shoulder and kind of does a little salute. You hear that, Vatin? 
you'd make a great sailor. You really think so? Of course. Well, that's what he said. People that don't want to go home make good sailors. He'll look at Barnaby for confirmation, right? Barnaby's nodding along. Uh, there's almost a melancholy now, like, having said it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, it's very true. What about you, big fellow? Look, we can we can take you on as crew. If you're willing to work. I can work. You are, is it just height or do you, is there is there muscle that goes along with the height? I don't know. <laughs> you don't <laughs> I suppose I'm fair fit as I was um compared to my peers perhaps was one of the stronger ones. The lack of context does not help with the my peers unless we are your peers. How could I demonstrate to you? Is uh, there some sort of test uh, that you do to sailors for them to work at your ship? We could come up with something. Uh, we're currently loading up supplies anyway, so mm -hmm. use all the muscle we can. Perhaps I could help you with that then. And then you could ascertain if I am strong enough to be part of your coup. That would work. I hope that I meet your expectations. <laughs> so do I. And you, Miss Epony? You are laying anchor here. <sighs> Where am I ever laying anchor? I am trying desperately to get to Braddock Terra, but unfortunately I don't have the uh, directions to do that quite yet. However, my plan was to somehow commandeer a ship and go from there. Commandeer? Mm-hmm. Like with money? No. Heavens no. And you watch as he kind of like leans back a little bit? <laughs> Has she told you anything about me, truly? You, you said not to, like... Well, Barnaby, there's a reason they call me the Siren. So, we'll leave it at that. We'll be fine. We will have a ship. It will be perfectly wonderful. And it will be ours. And a lot of people will be sad about it later. Astrid, this, this friend of yours is not making me feel particularly comfortable with our situation. And you are definitely getting a vibe of... He is not a pirate at all. <laughs> he is legitimately a merchant. <laughs> You're adorable, Barnaby. Are you going to be a problem for me? It, it, it's just like this bewildered, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you, your, I feel like I don't know where to, mm -hmm. it's just like, and he's just like going through words. Like, <laughs> I think you broke him. It's quite all right. I have that effect on people. It's true. I mean, are you? laying anchor here and like she like leans in do you have any prospects well as far as ships go sure not exactly i have to do a little bit of exploring i haven't been here very long we had um io and i had quite a night so uh, we're yeah, working we on the <laughs> also hi i'm astrid oh yes io nice as she is very tiny compared to your very tall self <laughs> i respectfully lean down Ayo, it's very nice to meet you. I, uh, kiss her hand. Very nice to meet you. Very, very much a pleasure. Uh, Bonami, you seem like a bit of a bore, but sometimes that works out for people. I, I mean, I'm in, I'm in charge of the books. <sighs> You're in charge of the books? Do you need a captain? No, we have a captain. Captain Carpentry is more than capable. More than capable, but are they a good time? Uh, at which point the door actually kind of bursts open as a very tall, very finely dressed woman in a long silken cloak uh, with a brown tricorn with gold embellishments 
Uh, she does not have a feather in her cap, but there is just jewelry dripping from her neck. Her wrists have little baubles that jingle as she moves. Uh, there's a weird smell of almost cloves that just follows her as she removes her hat, her raven hair kind of flowing behind her. Barnaby, darling! There you are! Oh no, she's hot. Oh, <laughs> oh she's hot. <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> Sunu will lean down and whisper into Barnaby's ear, I'm pretty sure that you're a human and not a bull, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Cap- Captain, I've met new crew and potential threats. As she kind of just saunters her way across the bar, uh, just with like one single finger ordering uh, from the little halfling woman who scurries off to go get her, probably her usual order. Uh, as she just slides down in a chair right across from you, Ebony, having you been introduced as potentially a threat. I would hardly say a potential threat, but uh, nice to meet you. A pleasure. And what is your name, threat? I, you know, threat is a very strong word, especially this early in the morning. Let me buy you your drink. (laughs) I would never say no to that. Now, so you've been captain of this uh, merchant ship then? Yes, uh, Captain Sheila Coppertry of the Annabelle Lee. It's nice to meet you. I am Captain Ebony Brink of the Poisoned Plunder. The Poisoned Plunder? And she turns uh, to Astrid. Wasn't that the ship that uh, you lost off of the Aranel Isles? Yeah, well, we don't need to talk about that part of everything. (laughs) We can just talk about the, the part where it was an incredibly feared ship for quite some time. Quite feared. Yeah, I reached out my hand in that moment of awkwardness. Isles and Carp, very nice to meet you. Very nice. Love your hat. You're doing great things right now. Loving all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Loving this. (laughs) As she she takes your hand and actually kisses the back of your scaly hand. Oh, oh no. Pleasure. I can get, you know what? I'll get us (laughs) breakfast beers. I will. Did you, I saw you, uh, you know what? I'll grab yours and then I'll get one and I... Whew. I'll go get the, <laughs> the breakfast beers. Your new travel companion? I actually have uh, quite, quite a few new travel companions as of this morning. Um, I have my friends Sune and Vartan here as well. As she then turns to uh, the two very eclectic others. First glance looking over at Vartan, because, you know, watery. Aren't you a strange little thing? I have heard that before. It's been mentioned several times, yes. About how big is Vaden? Um, Vaden vacillates between, like, maybe less than a foot to... He can make himself almost two and a half feet, should he choose to. But depending on his mood and, and how he's feeling. So right now he's feeling fairly small. Sheila reaches out her hand towards you, kind of palm up, almost as like a landing platform. Vatsin grabs a small bit of himself and throws a a splash of water at her hand. (laughs) Interesting. As she's just kind of looking at the water on her hand, kind of runs a finger across it. You watch her kind of concentrate for a second. Very interesting. Hmm. Vatsin then zips by her hand and her hand becomes dry as he recollects the water into himself. That's a neat little trick. 
What's your name, little one? I'm Vatin. Pleasure. And your large friend? Oh, this is Sune. I, I guess he's my friend. We, we travel a lot together. That's the way to make the best of friends. But we're not lovers. Not like them. <laughs> that would be accurate. But to each their own. I do make him wet sometimes, though. <laughs> Sune nods. You watch, like, a very ornately ringed hand just, like, covers the mouth for a second. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, makes a glance towards Epony of almost a, you caught that too, right? I made her wet earlier, too. Oh. But I don't think I was supposed oh, to. Oh, Vazif. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, not... <laughs> Captain, not like that. <laughs> it's not like that. Of course not. <sighs> he likes to um, cling to people, so you're not helping the phrasing there. Understandably, when he grips onto, I'm going to just, I'm going to stop myself before it gets worse. Breakfast beers, smart. Breakfast uh, beers. Here you go. Breakfast you go. beers. Go. Breakfast beers. Cheers. I heard someone is getting wet. What's happening? <laughs> uh, Vaden appears to be uh, getting all of you wet. Ugh, that kind of wet. Sunny yeah. continues to nod in silence. Vaden, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you give the, uh, the new captain a hug, huh? Stick to them. No, thank you. I don't know them yet. <laughs> Your name, sir, as she's looking at Sune. Sune, again, just pauses, takes too long to realize that someone's talking to him, and oh, you mean me? Yes, you, big fellow. Right. Well, big fellow's good. You could just call me that. I mean, I don't mind. I did say his name was Sune. Oh, yes, yes, that's right, Sune. But if you do not like it, you can use just big fellow. <laughs> but that's that's not your name. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, whatever they want to call me. It's a pet name. Is that another word for nickname? Yes. Humans have so many expressions. Typically, a pet name is a little bit more endearing. I think she likes oh, you. Yes. So are you two the ones who are potentially crew versus threat? Is this part of the test? It's a yes or no answer. I'll just look at Barnaby. Is it? And he's just nodding at you with a look of what? <laughs> yes. And I nod very affirmatively. Excellent. Well, we are a bit short-staffed at the moment. Uh, I don't suppose your compatriots are interested in jobs either, as she's looking at Io and Ebony. Um, typically I am captain, so... Fair. Don't want to have too much competition. I'm not sure if that was supposed to be insulting or not. <laughs> you can decide. My favorite position is just doing whatever the captain tells me to do, and I wink at her. <laughs> Oh my god, I love Io so much. <laughs> I mean, we do have plenty of positions available. Mm, perfect. And I know them all, so. That sounds quite useful. I just drain my breakfast beer. <laughs> Got it. Found chicka wah, wah. And she's making full unblinking eye contact, just like that. I dare you to look away first. <laughs> I, I shall not. <laughs> well. We will be in port for a few more days. We could use a little bit of help in resupplying, but that won't be until tomorrow. We're still unloading from our last journey. Fair enough. 
Should you change your mind, the offer stands. We appreciate the, uh, the sentence. Does it have to be a few more days? Yes, my dear. We'll have to learn to be patient, Vartan. Unfortunately, crews do require food and water, or they do die. And I do try to avoid that. Vartan, is there a reason you're so, uh, inclined to leave immediately? I just don't like staying in the same place for a long time. Because you get bored or because you're running from something? It's because we are travelers, and that is what travelers do, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what Sune tells me. Can I roll an insight check? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, that's boy. Same. same. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's going to need to be a deception check from you guys. <laughs> it's because we are travelers and we travel. <laughs> We're doing the traveling thing. Can, can I have we? a negative one to deception. <laughs> if we do t-shirts, can we please put that on a t-shirt? And we, because we are travelers and we travel. <laughs> what travelers That's do. That's what travelers do. Furbolg, I can get that word out. Um, I rolled a 17. Oh, I rolled a yeah. 14. I rolled Absolutely worse than both me. of those. Yeah, same. <laughs> Wow. Uh, <laughs> so they seem a little, they're, they seem weird. You're not sure it's like sketchy weird, just weird. You don't know us like that yet. <laughs> it could just be how we are. <laughs> Very well they're just travelers. They're just, they're just travelers. That's what travelers do. They're doing the thing. They're doing the thing yeah. that travelers do. That's fine. They're just nodding at each other like back and forth. Fine, fine. This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> what were your uh, deception rolls again? 17. 14. Vatten, you notice that uh, Captain Coppertree is just kind of leaning back and watching you? Of course, that is the goal of every traveler. <laughs> Zuna nods. Mm-hmm. Vatten leans over to Sunin's ear and, and again fails at whispering. Why is she staring at me, Sune? I think they call it eye contact. It is a sign of respect within humans. Oh, 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 respect. And he pops back to his uh, faintly uh, pirate hat wearing thing and and salutes. (laughs) You are a delight. Well, I hopefully shall see you all in a few days time. If you should need me, I will be aboard my ship. Just the docks to the left. As she winks at uh, Io. Having watched that uh, Io definitely gave her the most reaction, she's milking it. As her, Barnaby, and Astrid stand as she kind of motions for them all to follow. So did I pass the test? We shall see in three days' time. Onward, my friends! As she flicks a couple of gold coins over onto the bar and just whooshes out. Oh, thank God she paid for that tap because I did not. Ooh. I just look over at Io. I don't know if I hate her or if I'm in love with her. I'm in love. I just want you to be <laughs> captain. I'm in love. And <laughs> I think I have an appointment at the Annabelle <laughs> later tonight. But before then, what shall we do since seems we might have oh. a ride? Io, can I come too? Oh, um... Oh, no, uh, Vartan, that's a very mm. private appointment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next time, Vartan. Next time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's the kind of wet that you're not causing. Yes. Yes. That's that's my kind of wet, not your kind of wet, Vaden. <laughs> I didn't know there were different kinds of wet. Mm-hmm. 
Still within the tavern, you do see other tables of different sailors from different ships, all of whom are just chatting. Most of the ships have either been in port for a little while or have arrived today. Ships don't tend to stay in the port. The only ships that are here long time that you would know of uh, would be the Aeolus, which is uh, the Echo Bay Navy's ship. So being in Echo Bay for long enough, you would you would know the Aeolus. Um, and listening in to some of the conversations, uh, you do hear uh, a number of different ship names. Uh, if you're listening in for specific, like, who's in port? Uh, can you give me a perception check? Oh god, awful. It's a seven. The scent of cloves is still just, like, muddling your brain a bit. Oh. To the point you're like, I need a signature scent. <laughs> that is then where we will head next. <laughs> Io, with a 10, you're able to get a few of the ship names. Um, you do know that the Fleetwood is uh, in port. They're one of the uh, ships that is off of the dock, so they're anchored in the water itself of the bay, and then they took a small boat in. Captain Nix runs that and one. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> you aren't quite able to get the name of the captain for that one. And you also hear of the Sea Witch. That one you're not able to get a location on. You just know that it's in port. So, but you guys have been in Echo Bay for a while, all four of you. Um, so other locations that are within Echo Bay. Uh, you have Greywater Keep. So Greywater Keep is where the Lord and, Lord and Lady Wintermere live. Uh, they are the rulers of Echo Bay. I guess not quite rulers, but it is the seat of government. There are a number of other inns and taverns. There is a marketplace with a number of different stalls and shops. Some of them food, some of them goods. Uh, as a port city on a trade route, they tend to be pretty well supplied here, and you get a lot of diverse goods, especially when the ships come in is oftentimes little pop-up stalls will show up in the marketplace. I would love to head to the marketplace if nobody minds. Sune is getting uncomfortable with the amount of people that are started coming in and with the bustle and hustle. So he's just kind of standing awkwardly, not knowing if it's appropriate for him to leave, just kind of pushing on his hood. And if he sees that Ebony's about to leave, he'll start leaving too. Uh, is everyone headed towards the marketplace? Yes. The rusty anchor is on the edge of the marketplace, so it's not a far walk. Uh, Epony, as you are kind of leading the charge here, is there anything in particular that she's looking for? Yes, I want a signature scent now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ro roll me an investigation check. Let's see how well you follow your nose here. Oh, that's a natural 20 plus one. Excellent. You are a woman on a mission. Television. Um, <laughs> what <laughs> signature scent on our way? If there was a scent that would attract her, that would draw her in, what would it smell like? Probably like a very spicy, probably like a combination of cinnamon, saffron, and some kind of probably something like heady underneath, like an absinthe or like a really thick vanilla. Excellent. Very romantic and like sultry. Vanilla undertone. There are many scents and smells and those spices are everywhere in the marketplace, but that hint of vanilla is what really catches your nose. 
as you follow it, almost like a cartoon following the smell of a pie, as you make your way through the marketplace to a small little stall. Uh, there you see a older elven woman, grayed hair. She has it braided on both sides uh, in two long skinny braids with the rest of her hair just flowing naturally down. Hello. Hi, it's nice to meet you. There's a wonderful smell coming from here that I feel like I need to be wearing. Oh, yes, yes. I I provide so many beautiful perfumes. Uh, The merchant ships just restocked us. Is there anything in particular you're looking for? If I could do some kind of combination, I met someone that smells like clove and I need to outdo her. (laughs) Competition. I like it. I might have a few selections for you. As she takes out little vials and in each of these vials are individual ingredients. As she pops open a section, she uh, hovers a small bowl full of coffee beans underneath your nose to start and then follows very quickly by wafting one, two, three and capping. Oh, I do like that. You get a strong peppermint with this one. All right. I don't know if it's exactly for me, but I do like it. All right. So what sort of direction are we thinking? Spicy. Spicy. Okay. The peppermint's not going to be quite right then. Um, and she pulls out a number of other spices and you do recognize some of them as that saffron, as that same rich, exotic smelling spice. As she uncorks them and you sample probably 10 different vials, selecting the ones that work the best. And she takes the three that you've selected. You've got that saffron, you have that cinnamon. So saffron, cinnamon, vanilla. As she holds all three of them now together, starting with the coffee, and then wafts the three of them together to see how you like the mixture. That's it. It's perfect. I love it. Excellent. Um, Give me just one second. As she uh, takes little bits from that and essentially starts brewing a salve. Uh, So she's not making necessarily a perfume like we would think of as perfume. What she's creating is a a paste. Like a solid perfume almost. Mm Mm-hmm. She also takes a number of them and puts them into a little sachet. Now, this, this one is going to be, in general, making you smell lovely. Uh, But it won't last quite as long. This one, as she holds up the solve, this one is a bit more expensive. It's, I prefer it, but it's very good for a longer journey if you're just using a little bit at a time. Or a lot at a time, depends on your preference. Vatin zips up to your shoulder just the way that he would to Sune to whisper into your ear. Are you going to show us the five finger discount now? (laughs) How loud do you say that? Normal voice, not whispering at all, but it is directly in your ear as if whispering. Vatin, I don't know what you're talking about. You told us all about it. You said how we how we get stuff when we don't have a lot of money. Just by the face and push him <laughs> so far away. <laughs> Wait, is this where we're learning about the discount? I want no, to learn no, too. No, 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 we're not doing that. We're not doing that here. We're not talking about that here. We're not doing that. Oh, we're not. No, no, no. Uh, well, I thought. Not right now. 
I just thought because we didn't have money and we wanted the stuff. Oh, oh, um, both of you. At, I mean, I think the way this works is it would have to be at slightly separate times, but very quickly, just both hit in your head. Shut up. Both of you, shut up. <laughs> Sune is almost unresponsive. Hmm, very well. I shall remain quiet. <laughs> Vatan almost takes it like a punch in the face and he just drops to the ground and kind of puddles for a moment and then stands back up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you killed Vatin! Ah. <laughs> so, how much is it going to cost? As you definitely notice that this shopkeep has brought the goods a little closer to her chest. <laughs> I, I hold out my coin purse, like... <laughs> Alright, um, three gold for the salve, two for the sachet. Alright, so five. I will hand over five gold. She... Takes your gold a little warily now, um, but she's gonna take your gold. You get the sense also that, like, she's holding it close, but it's not a, I'm not gonna do business with you because if Port City merchants decided not to do business with people that were accused of thievery, they would never get to do business. Fair enough. <laughs> Especially this close to Productera. That is, yep. Well, does anyone else need a good smelling wares? This is the smelliest shop I've ever been to. <laughs> Well, thank you, little one. You are quite an odd thing. Why does everyone keep saying that? Oh, you're made of water, dear. Yes. Do you, do you see anyone else made of water? No, but I don't see anybody with skin like yours either. Oh. Not everybody can be that wrinkly, I don't <laughs> think. <laughs> They're earned. Is, is, are the moles as well? Do you have to pay for those? Or do you get those via five-finger discount? Okay, so we're gonna go now. Thank you so much for everything. Captain! Oh! Oh! Martin, oh. you and I need to talk about, about how to talk to people a little bit more. What? She's lovely! They're so wonderful! Of course. And what you pointed out is very true, but not everyone is keen on hearing how they look. Okay. Besides, look over there. That person's pretty wrinkly too. Are they multiplying? No. That's what happens when they grow old. Is it like one of those diseases that catches? Mm, well, it does tend to end in death, but I don't think you can catch it like a disease. Oh, I don't want one of those then. We are all, in fact, going to die someday, whether it's of old age or being absolutely murdered. So let's move on. It was so nice to meet you. Thank you so much. You're you're very welcome, dear. We're going to immediately put some of the perfume on. Excellent. Uh, so the way it's applied, you essentially take a little bit of the salve and just kind of rub it into your skin. You can put it wherever. It's very skin safe. Don't eat it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, it is external, not internal. Got it. Can I have everybody make a perception check? That's a 16 for me. That's a 17. I have a 13. So 16, 17, 13, 9. Um, my 16 and 17. Who were, who were those again? 17. Ah. Sune and Epony. Um, so as you guys are moving away from this shop, both of you notice a, a young human man uh, carrying just armfuls of scrolls uh, leaving one of the businesses. It looks like some sort of map maker. As he's just trying to desperately hold on to all of them as he makes his way down, you also notice, and really Epony, you notice this with your background, you notice three individuals kind of just standing off to the side 
as they then nod to each other and follow him. I'll look to the group first. Um, I feel a little bit bad. I don't know how well this is going to end for that poor boy. Is the boy hidden kind of in our direction or away into an alley? Essentially, he is moving across from you and towards an alleyway that leads further into Echo Bay. I tend to agree. He's carrying a lot of maps, and in this terrain, they are likely to fall and get wet. Maybe we should help him. I'm more concerned about the people trailing him. I could help keep the maps dry. Oh, that's a good idea, Vartan. Let's go tell him that. And Sunu will just go start going after this poor boy with a whole intention of just helping him carry maps. And he's like this scrawny, nerdy-looking human. Pathetic. (laughs) You're not quite able to catch up to him by the time he goes into the alley. Those three individuals definitely slip into the alleyway behind him. And as you're walking towards, is everyone else going as well? Or are you staying in the marketplace? I would like to trail far enough behind where hopefully they don't notice that I'm keeping an eye on them. Cool. Uh, Stealth for you. Um, Sune, are you making yourself just entirely known? Well, he's not being careful. Yeah, he's (laughs) he's got the the wholehearted intention of catching up to the kid and he doesn't know doesn't really realize mm-hmm. who the other people are or what is happening there's just people in the street they're just headed in the same direction this is normal okay. <laughs> um epony what was your 18 18 uh io are you uh imitating epony are you uh, yeah i'll follow i'll follow the captain excellent uh another stealth check from you uh Vatten, what are you doing uh, yeah i think I'll, I'll start sprinting ahead yeah i'll be making my way over there what was the stealth check, Io? Uh, 15. And Vatan starts to get away from me. I'm gonna wait and start trotting after him. 15, excellent. All right, um, as you two begin kind of making your way quickly across, uh, the, the two more experienced members of the group falling a bit behind, knowing a bit more about the happenings of marketplaces like these, and especially the alleyways. You two reach into the, uh, you reach the alleyway, take a step in, and you hear kind of a a loud thud and kind of muffled voices. Can we hear what they're saying? Um, you currently aren't close enough. Perception check for the two who are closer. That would be myself and Vatten. That's a 21 for Vatten. That's a 7 for me. Excellent. You hear them... You, you aren't able to get full sentences because they're speaking very much under their breath, but there is this general threat to the voices, and you hear one of them mention, now you're going to hand us over that map. We're going to have to take it from you. Do we come upon them? And just like a whimper. Yes. So at this point, you enter into the alleyway and you see this skinny human man being basically shoved up against the wall and there is a long rapier just pointed directly at the base of his throat. Another of them has a dagger kind of pointed at his side. He is clutching at these notebooks and maps and despite all the blades, He is not budging. He is not letting go of these. As these three individuals, hearing you guys come down not quietly, uh, turn their heads, make eye contact, and you watch as the central one who is holding this man against the wall lets out a sharp whistle and the other two move towards you, weapons drawn. And that's where we're going to end 
our first session. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to see what everyone can do in combat. <laughs> That's not very kind of them. <laughs> They're going to get their abs wet. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Roleplay Inc. You can find us on Instagram at Roleplay Inc. R-O-L-L-P-L-A-Y-I-N-C. And we will have more social media coming soon. Until next time, keep rolling. <laughs>